Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm going up to CPAC, so I'm going to see all these folks who were running for president uh, this afternoon and tomorrow. I'll be live from CPAC or from um, right outside the, uh, the venue tomorrow. President Trump is speaking on Saturday. This Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, 37-year-old millionaire, uh, I really like what he's saying. I don't think he's in a place to be president, but he's speaking tomorrow. And then Nikki Haley is speaking. It's going to be a really interesting collection of folks. And that straw poll that they do, which is unscientific, but is interesting to see where uh, the, the activists in the Republican Party are, where their hearts are, uh, the, the year before uh, we start talking about the presidential election. I think this will really be interesting. So tune in for that tomorrow. And hopefully I'll be safe and it'll be a good trip up there. I'm looking forward to some of the interviews that we'll have. Um, someone who has been in that mix, who's run for president twice, is uh, our former governor and the former ambassador to Europe, Jim Gilmore. Can I ask you real quick right off the bat, did you hear about Governor Youngkin doing the CNN town hall? I'm kind of being... A little snarky about it because it seems to me that that's a basically an admission. Hey, I'm running for president, even though I'm not going to tell you I'm running for president. Or am I being unfair about that? You think? No, you're probably not being unfair, but it's it's a probe. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's not an announcement. He's mm-hmm. uh, testing the waters, if you will, uh, and you have to be very cautious about the way you do all these things, simply because of the federal election laws. But I think that. The governor has a lot to say, and I look forward to seeing him continue to proceed and see whether or not he can get any traction. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll move on to the international affairs. Um, there's news this morning that Anthony Blinken met with um, his Russian counterpart Lavrov uh, for their first meeting since all of this broke out. Russia, Ukraine. What do you What do you think uh, about that meeting? Is there any readout that you're getting, or any insight based on the headlines that have come out so far this morning? Well, uh, let's remember that Sergey Lavrov is a war criminal. Let's start on that basis. Mm, okay. and, the, and, the, and the second thing is that uh, uh, you have to just ask what the Biden and, and Blinken administration was attempting to do. Uh, if they're say, sending a message that we are resolute, I think that's a very positive thing, because after all, the Russians do listen. Uh, they're listening very closely, as a matter of fact, to domestic American discussion and debate that's going on here today. The the war in Ukraine has has many aspects. One is on the battlefield. We read about that every day. 
but just as important is the war that's going on here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, the debate that's going on between whether to continue to support Ukraine, the, the, the people that want to withdraw from the Ukraine uh, battlefield, are serving the Russians' interest, and it's in some it's intentional, and some it's just because there's there you know uh, uh, useful idiots, as Lenin once said. Hmm. So we that's the war that's going on here right now. If uh, the let's pull back people win in the American debate, then the Russians win, and then of course the consequences of that are. Uh, very uh, foreseeable and very devastating. Yeah, The Guardian, their story that they filed 41 minutes ago says that Blinken tells Lavrov, U.S. will support Kiev for as long as it takes during this conflict. So, you know, is this a, um, you know, we're, we're seeing who blinks first. Is there a, a way to intimidate these guys at this stage to say, do you really want to hang in there? Or are, no, no. are the Russians... No, you don't. No, you don't have to intimidate them. You don't have to intimidate them. You just simply, simply have to persuade them uh, that this is not something that they should be doing, yeah. that it's not in the Russians' national interest. But it isn't, and, but the, the dynamics are different from America. There's a dictatorship over there and uh, a violent, atrocity-ridden uh, government, uh, not only against the Ukrainian people, but against the Russian people. And uh, uh, that's just the dynamic that we're dealing with. It's not the same thing over here. It's apples and oranges. We just have to understand that. But I think sending a message of resoluteness is very vital at this point because we have plenty of voices in the United States of irresolution, and that plays on the Russian minds, too. They're going to see if they can wait us out, John. That's what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, this is not a time to go wobbly, as uh, Margaret Thatcher once said. Yeah. Um, All right, so we're here. It's now March the 2nd, so it's still uh, real winter over there in Mm -hmm. Eastern Europe. When do we see the... I mean, I guess the fighting never stopped, but the real fighting intensify. Is that in April? Do things thaw out there? And and but I'm trying to gain well, this out. Time. Well, we don't know. We don't know. The Russians have an offensive going on right now, but mm-hmm. apparently it's fizz- it's not very strong offensive. Uh, but it's intended, of course, to try to recapture some land and once again to try to play on the minds of the Americans. But I think there's probably a, a Ukrainian counteroffensive in the works. But there's a lot of politics that goes on with this. It's all politics, of course. And yeah. keep an eye on Moldova. Uh, when I was in Vienna, uh, we all recognized that the Russians had a one battalion, I believe, situated in Moldova. Uh, I believe, actually, that the whole goal here was to move from Crimea down across through the southern reaches of the Black Sea and to link up with those people in Moldova. I think mm-hmm. that was the game plan. And the Ukrainians have stopped that. Personally, I think that those soldiers probably should be arrested and interned in, in Moldova. When you explain it, I think a lot of people who listen to this show and have seen your other appearances nationally nod their head and, and understand that Russia's aggressive. But then they see, I was kind of being flippant earlier about um, Janet Yellen showing mm-hmm. up with a check for uh, for the president of Ukraine, like it's the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association telethon. Oh, our next guest with a big check is so-and-so. And they start looking at these these large checks thinking, all right, now wait a minute, we're handing over cash. Where is all that going? And I've asked you before whether you think we're actually, whether these people are good stewards of our money and whether we're being robbed blind right in front of our face. But that's what I hear from a lot of people who like you and, and, and I think get your point, but feel like we're, we're getting rolled here financially. What would you, how would you push back on that? 
Yeah, let me let me give a, uh, what I hope is a sophisticated answer here. First okay. of all, there's the, the, the American conservatives have done a good thing by demanding that there be accountability. Mm-hmm. And they, that's, it's an easy demand. The uh, Ukrainians have insisted on accountability themselves, and they're able to demonstrate it and prove it. So that's not the issue. Uh, the issue with uh, is with Janet Yellen going over there. She gave two messages: a good one and a bad one. Huh. The good one was you're telling the Russians, "Look, we're going. We're not going to let these people collapse because of your aggression and your and your murders and your killings and your atrocities. We're not going to allow that to happen." The bad thing that she said was, "We we may help you rebuild." I, I think that's a bad thing to say. Uh, because it's the Russians that need to uh, rebuild Ukraine because of their atrocities and their destruction. It's the Russian money that ought to do that. At the end of the day, the Russians should be rebuilding Ukraine because they destroy, they're destroying it, not right. the Americans. Now, you can read some history here and recognize that George Marshall and the Marshall Plan helped rebuild Germany because we needed Germany in the Cold War. Right. Uh, I don't know whether that's the same the same argument that should be made here or not, but the point is that People who are isolationist voices in the United States do not want to see American money rebuild Ukraine. So it's the wrong time for Janet Yellen to go out there and say that kind of thing. I just think that shows uh, a politician, a woman who is not a politician and shouldn't Mm. have said those things. Gotcha. Well, I mean, there's also, in all candor, the people who ride around or go to the airports in in the United States or, or who are, I think, understandably upset about the southern border and say, gosh darn it, um... I really don't I understand what Jim Gilmore and others are saying about not letting Russia run roughshod, but our country's falling apart in many ways, and um I don't give a damn whether they rebuild. I mean that's not nice to say, but I think some people kind of have that attitude. Yeah, but don't link these things. America okay. should be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. The fact is we ought to be doing the right things here in this country. There's no doubt about it. And we ought to be good stewards of American money, and there's no doubt about that. And we ought to be dealing with the southern border crisis and the fentanyl crisis. These are correct things to be dealing with. But that doesn't mean that you get rolled in the international situation and end up in a big war up the road because the dictators have uh, have chosen to win. Let me point out an article I saw. Okay. Torture chambers were set up in Kherson, in, in the occupied part of Russia. Torture chambers as a matter of public policy of the Russians. Mm. John, the point is this it really is a war against evil. Do you really want a world in which a country is willing to steal children and deport them to Russia and then parade them in Moscow like uh, like like Roland slaves? Do you really want a country where they thinks that it's a morality is to torture people? Yeah. Uh, you know, there are two things going on here. One is the safety and security of America, which I argue is essential in this war. And the, frankly, the second is an appeal to the humanity of Americans, the character of Americans. Well, we shouldn't be willing to tolerate this any more than we were willing to tolerate the Nazis in World War II. Yeah. Well, I've got one friend who told me, uh, "Oh, I th- we're looking at going to Russia on a on a tour." And I said, "Are you are you crazy? Are you paying attention to what's going on in the world? I don't think that that would be very wise at all. I mean, nobody's going over there on a on a Royal Caribbean cruise, are they? Everything has changed in a practical this sense." Isn't- this is not the time to visit Russia. Yeah. Uh, they, they've demonstrated that they're willing to sweep up Americans and use them as, uh, as negotiating tools. 
the Whelan uh, prisoner is an example of that. Andrew Wheeler, I believe his name, uh, Whelan is his name. Yeah. is just an example of that. No, I would not go to Russia right now. I, th- I think Americans are potential targets. Oof, no uh, kidding. But, okay. but, but I, yeah. I think there are a lot of big issues here. But, uh, but you know, the, the war, I want to repeat, the yeah. war is in lots of different places. It's economic, and that's your Yellen trip. It's, uh, it's on the battlefield itself, and that goes to the issue of munitions. And there's an economic war with sanctions going on. But the, the, the biggest war of all is the war for the minds of the American people. If the American people stay resolute, we're going to be fine here. If the Americans get wobbly, as Margaret Thatcher says, then you're going to have big consequences, and they're going to be bad ones somewhere up the road. Former Ambassador and former Virginia Governor Jim Gilmore, thank you. I always appreciate the chance to talk to you. Thank you, John. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.